because there are rumors. Oh, yeah. There, oh, my God, guys. There's guys, rumors. There are rumors. We need to address the rumors <laughs> right now. Hi, and welcome to the Savage Podcast. I'm Rose, also known as Cheap Lazy Vegan on YouTube. And I'm Daniel, one of your favorite guest stars on Cheap Lazy Vegan's YouTube channel. We're two friends who love to talk about the latest trending topics. So get comfortable and join us while we give our savage take on just about everything. You are currently listening to the previous episode of this podcast, but if you would like to listen to this week's episode and get some exclusive content, go over to patreon.com slash the savage podcast. Hello, everyone. Hey, guys. Welcome to another episode of the, pa- uh, of the savage podcast. Yes. Good, good morning. Good, good morning. Good, good afternoon. afternoon. You really like a good afternoon, don't you? I love a good afternoon. Because you can say good afternoon. good afternoon. Hello, good afternoon, everyone. Welcome back to another episode. And Rose is just far, <laughs> too, far too energetic for my Some hangover. Some of us are hungover. Yes. Some of us being this man right here. Me. And uh, some of us are feeling angelic as all hell. No, I'm looking angelic as all hell, oh, guys. For those of you, for those of you watching, I mean, first of all, take a mental note for you listening that I'm giving Rose a compliment because apparently that never happens. <laughs> I was shocked. And Rose's skin be looking flawless today. I asked her what kind of moisturizer she used, and she said she's just naturally youthful. <laughs> I said, God damn, you know? You know it. In our 35th year around the sun. Uh, first of all, um, speak for yourself, Daniel. I am not 35 just not, yet. Not yet, but just soon. Just yet. I still got a good, you know, six months ahead of me. Unlike some people. You'd be no. freaking out. Well, because I'm Daniel's having an existential crisis I am, today. Guys. I don't know what's Coupled wrong with, with me. Hang- well, usually a hangover, you know, it. It's it's given. It when exacerbates. You're exacerbates. Well, you know why? Do you know why? Why? There's a scientific reason <gasps> what, what, behind B? the hangover. Tell me. So basically, when you drink alcohol, it uh, it, uh, it um, increases your. I think it's dopamine. Okay. By a significant amount. That's why we feel good when we drink it. Feel happy. We feel happy. We're like, ooh, ooh I'm having people. such a great time. I'm so confident. And then once, um, I think this is it guys, don't quote me on any of this. Basically something happens to our bodies where we feel like elated and high, you know, it's like any yeah. other drug. And then of course, once you are done that deplete, it starts to deplete or whatever and it mm-hmm. goes down. So the next day that kind of contrast between what you were feeling yesterday and then so you feel downer when you are hungover. You feel negative as hell. You feel negative. You feel like the world's coming to an end. You complain about turning 35 oh in the God, next couple of weeks. I shouldn't complain, guys. Like, oh, oh That's the thing. It's really hard to reconcile with aging, I think. It is because you know what the thing is? We've created a society where the only thing that's valuable is youth. Well, I mean, especially for women. Yeah. For men, it's a little bit different. I know. Men can... Uh, that's true, actually. Men I can get away with... I feel like men almost sometimes, obviously you know, to a certain extent, their value goes up as you get a little bit older. This is true. Whereas women, it's like, literally, we've been told 35 is the cutoff point. And then after that, your life be over. God damn. So, Rose, you're... you're <laughs> I, I only got five, six months left. God damn, you better lock down a husband. Oh, my God. When are you going to give me some grandkids? Okay. <laughs> you be my father? <laughs> are you going crazy? <laughs> Guys, Guys, I don't know if I've ever mentioned. So I have two favorite types of Daniels. One is very pissed off Daniel. Yeah. And second is, I think this might be my favorite. Hungover. Hungover and pissed off Daniel. Oh, God. It's it's the combination that is going to lead to a lot of uh, laughing. So you're welcome in advance, guys. (laughs) Speaking of. Speaking of what? Speaking of which. (laughs) 
Um, guys, if you're not already, you should check out our Patreon. Yes, patreon.com slash the savage podcast. And we have you, some shout outs. We have some shout outs. So new patrons, my friends. So thank you so much to Kiera. And to Jana. For joining our Patreon family. Mm-hmm. If you guys don't know, we have a Patreon page, patreon.com slash the savage podcast. You yes. get every episode a week earlier than everyone else. You get ad free content and bonus episodes every single month. And we're about to record after this. <gasps> despite Daniel not, not wanting right to die, this. not, not right, right after this. this. We're going to record the Patreon exclusive for May. And you better be excited because again, we got hungover, pissed off Daniel. Yep. And we're going to be doing an I've had it episode where we talk about the what things. Have we had of it? What have we had it with? <laughs> the things we've had it with when it comes to dating. Oh, God damn. And there's a lot. <laughs> I've had it with dating in general. Oh, God and that's the preview, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so if you, got no, if you guys want to listen to us complain for an hour, yeah. uh, head on over to our Patreon. And like why is my mic not staying up either? Like, what is going on? I, I don't know what you're doing, Daniel. Oh, I just want to just relax. Okay, just like, just, I think it's because you're moving in weird directions. You're going to... Oh. There we go. Okay. Okay, can we just... <laughs> okay. So, guys. Um. Oh, another little announcement, if you guys haven't yet. Oh, yeah. Sign up for our, tr- our trips. We are doing Thailand and Bali in August. It's coming up very shortly. And, um... Yeah, uh, Bali soon. Bali is almost uh, sold out. Oh wow! And Thailand has still some spots left. And guys, well, they both be... have spots left, yeah. but Bali's almost sold out. You could do both if you wanted to. You could do both if you wanted to, which I recommend because then that way you are, you know, only you're taking advantage of that long ass flight. Exactly. Well, to depending, Southeast depending Asia, where you are. depending on where you are, but most yeah. people I think are going to come from uh, far, further away. Yeah. So yeah, come to Thailand and or Bali. The links are always in the show notes. Yep. And um, hope to see you there. You guys can hang out with us. And, yeah, wit- and see witness how we this are. In person. <laughs> I don't know if this is a good thing. I don't know. It might, it might like, turn some people off. Probably they're like, see me and they're like, oh God, Daniel, you are like a hot mess and <laughs> I don't want to experience drink, that in person. Drink some tea, Daniel. I will. Okay? Okay. I made you some tea so you can feel better. Mm-hmm. Apparently, this, you know, Daniel comes from a British background, so tea is. Uh, tea warms the cockles of the soul, <laughs> Rose. You should know this by now. It's almost as good as a British crumpet. <laughs> Lord Jesus, save my soul. Okay, guys. So we've got a few stories today, starting with a very dark heavy, story. Yeah. Dark story, which of course is Daniel's favorite, um, because well, we are in the Doom and Gloom podcast. We are the Doom and Gloom podcast, guys. <laughs> so it's been pretty like um, topical right now. Um, but basically, a gentleman named Daniel Penny is going to be facing criminal charges um, around the death of Jordan Neely, who was a, uh, from what I've understood, a homeless man that was living okay. in. Um, New York or close to New York. Um, And basically what had happened was, um, God, like seriously, what is wrong with people? So this 24 year old could face up to 15 years in prison for administering a fatal chokehold on a 30 year old black man experiencing homelessness who was the um, Jordan Neely on May 1st after an altercation on board the subway. Like why? Exactly. Like I'm like, I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, what 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 kind of altercation are you getting in on a subway that you need to strangle somebody to death? Yeah. So by yeah. bystander. So was was he a, was he a police officer? Like what was he? No, no. It says bystander. Just a random dude. Yeah. Listen to this. Bystanders on board the subway on May first have said that Neely did not physically assault anyone in the moments oh leading God. up to Penny grabbing him from behind. What the? F- I feel like I've I've kind of heard people talking about this, but I didn't know like 
the details at all. Yeah. So I guess he's facing, what was it, up to 15 years? Up to 15 years, yeah. And, but I, why, why, why? I know. This is a random person, I imagine. Like, you he know. He didn't know this person, I imagine. Exactly. Like, I, I'm, I'm sorry, but like, if someone's annoying me or <laughs> we're getting into an argument on the subway, I'm not all of a sudden going to be like, <gasps> yeah. You know, like, what is wrong with people? Like, like why? What, what, do we know the details of what happened? I mean, I like the altercation you mean? Yes. May 1st, 2023, around 2.30 p.m., Jordan Neely, a homeless 30-year-old black man, was killed by Daniel Penny, um, who placed him on a chokehold while they were riding the F train in Manhattan. Yeah. At least two others restrained Neely's limbs. Neely is the guy that got killed? Yeah. He was apparently yelling on the subway about how hungry and tired he was. Okay, so then you're going to He was like, I don't have him? food. I don't have a drink. I'm fed up. I don't mind getting to, go, going oh to God. jail for life in prison. I'm ready to die. Oh, no. That's so sad. so sad. And then what? He decided to just kill him? It says, video captured by freelance journalist who was also riding the subway shows Penny with his arms wrapped around Neely's neck and his legs wrapped around the other... Uh, around the man's wrist and thighs from behind. After a few minutes, Penny releases Neely from his grasp and he lies motionless on the floor of the subway car, which is stopped at the Broadway blah, blah, blah station. Penny had also had the man in the same chokehold prior to the start of the widely publicized video. So basically, during this chokehold, somebody decided to start filming. Mm-hmm. And then it says... Yeah, I guess they responded to a call about a physical fight, but it sounds like he was just attacked. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like, I, I mean, it, 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 like one would argue like he was yelling and screaming on the subway, yeah, but, but that doesn't justify somebody fucking tackling him and stro- like strangling him on the subway. people have mental health issues. He could exactly. be going through some, you know. How many people, like when we were living in London, how many people would like walk up and down the subway or yes. the tube, like asking for money and shit? And how many people do we see, pe- you know, being acting neurotic on public transit exactly. all the time? Exactly. It's very normal. Like, I mean, obviously we don't want to see that. Obviously, you know. There's so many problems associated with that, but yeah. you don't go and choke somebody. What also, the it's like fuck. I, I don't understand. So this guy was 24, and I'm like, honestly, the youth what? of today. I feel like they just like have these like. <laughs> Wait, we cannot blame the youth of today. No, I know. On this one man's actions, this let's just put true. it out there, Daniel. Okay. This is very true, guys. I'm not going to okay. blame the youth of today, but I'm just saying, like, I just feel like there's a lot of like anger in society right now. There is, and people are just like sure. lashing out and taking it out on on people that are the aren't. most vulnerable people. Exactly, like. I'm sorry, but <sighs> this is this is sad. and Yeah, it's very sad. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it, again, like he was charged with second degree manslaughter. So what's first degree manslaughter and so, what's second degree manslaughter? So again, guys, don't quote me on this. <laughs> um, but from didn't a, you study uh, law? Where I did. did, I, did I did. Law? No, I did criminology. God I took dang. a criminology no, but course. Didn't you do the, the what's the law exam? Oh, yeah, I did. Exam? I did the LSAT. LSAT. I did the LSAT, guys. Um, never so you went, should know. N- never went to law school, though. Um, <laughs> but you passed it. I did pass, yeah. Okay. I did a decent. I didn't do as good as I had hoped. But um, but what I was going to say is um, the... Uh, second degree manslaughter. Second degree. First degree is like you planned it. No, no, but that's not manslaughter. First degree murder is yeah. you plan the murder. Yeah, yeah. Second degree murder is like you didn't plan it, but then you meant to kill it. This is what I understand. And then the third charge is manslaughter. But what I'm confused with is why is it first degree manslaughter? Google it, Rose. I don't know. Oh, God, God damn, damn it. I, I thought you were going to answer properly, but you God just didn't damn. understand my question. Oh, God damn. Rose is way too energetic <laughs> for me today, guys. I'm just like really, I'm dying on the inside right now. My head hurts. I like really wish I do, didn't drink last night. Do you need Apple? Oh, I don't know what I need, Rose. I need a nap. Like you woke me up too early. 
You guys, I mean, don't you just love the enthusiasm of my co-host at this very moment? I came to Rose's. We were supposed to record, <laughs> and I was like, I just want to nap. And Rose was like, oh, God. First of all, I showed up 20 minutes late. And then, like, I'm in a nap. And Rose was like, oh, my God, Daniel. I made him lunch. This. I made him tea. Mm-hmm. God, I'm guys. Hashtag I'm, wifey material. Hashtag wifey material. Yet I'm dealing with this mm-hmm. useless man, which I guess I should get used to. Based well, exactly. On- I, I, told, I told Rose, <laughs> you're welcome. This is what it's like living with a straight man. <laughs> I'll lay on the couch and you get everything done for me and work harder, Rose. Like, I'm just really disappointed that, you know, on top of all this, I didn't get a massage. So. Oh, and you know, I give good massages. Mm-hmm. I also give good massages, though. Mm-hmm. You God know, damn. I do. Mm-hmm. Although, although it gets a little bit weird. I remember one time, guys, it just, it's just Stop it. story time. No, I'm going to tell a funny story. Is it about Croatia? Yes. Okay. You can tell. Yes. So Rose and I were staying in Croatia okay. and. <laughs> Rose you can gonna, tell the story. Rose going to kill me. No, um, that's fine. And we, we, we were staying in Dubrovnik and we were staying in the well, city center. We also have to give other context. So during this time we were living in London, we were flatmates. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. And me and, and also Chrissy was part of this too. Yeah. Chrissy was. The three of us, we had this very strange friendship. <laughs> <laughs> where we People would, are going to think we're so weird. <laughs> we would give each other massages. Yeah. Uh, but like, you know, not sexually. No. And but, I'm, so, but so, so we, we would just do it all the time. <laughs> we did. The three of us, we'd have. But like, we're all good at massages. So it was like exactly. a good it was nice. trade. Uh-huh. So anyway, we'd been walking all day. I think we toured the city walls and like everything. And both of us got back to our, 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 um, our Airbnb. And the man that owned the Airbnb like lived upstairs. So he could like, you know, he was upstairs. And, and um, he was like an old Croatian man. Yeah, and he was so sweet. He like gave us like free like Croatian wine that he made when we got oh there. Oh my god, you have such a good memory. I don't I remember know. this. You don't remember this? It was so sweet. He was such a sweet man. Anyway, <laughs> long story short, we get back to the the <laughs> Airbnb. We're both like, fuck, like our calves are so sore. <laughs> and then we're both like at the same time, like, should we give each other like calf massages? And so Rose got on the, got on the bed. She laid down. I started giving her a calf massage. And if anyone knows, a calf massage like that can be it's a really painful. it's a painful and it's sensitive. And the, the types of noises coming out of Rose's mouth, I was like, this guy upstairs definitely thinks we're having sex right now. 100%. There's no way around it. Like, Rose would just be like, oh, oh. A stop. Ah. Like, it was like, because Rose already makes noises when she gets massaged, but this was like next level. Like, it was like all of the tension in your body was being released, Rose, if you, get, if you guys catch my drift. <laughs> oh, I mean... Public service announcement <laughs> after that story. Yes. Because there are rumors. Oh, yeah. There, oh, my God, guys. There's guys, rumors. There are rumors. We need to address the rumors <laughs> right now. Okay. And we're going to make this into a short. Amber, this is going to be a short. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> guys, public service announcement. We're going to say this for the record. For the record, guys. This is... For the public yeah. permanent record. Yes. We, us, me and Daniel, <laughs> we are not... A romantic couple. No, we are not dating, guys. <laughs> I know some people have no gaydar. Mm-hmm. Was that rude? Nope. Okay. <laughs> Accurate. I had to- or people have not listened to this podcast properly. Yeah. But there are rumors <laughs> that we are vicious dating. Rumors. Not this only is just not helping our, you know. Exactly. Not only not only just rumors. Apparently, <laughs> allegedly, guys, <laughs> there's proof out there that we're dating. <laughs> Do and you I'm like, tell what? That story? I'm like, guys, is there like a picture of us together? Because there's like five hundred thousand of those. <laughs> yeah. Is there a video of us together I mean, hanging out? There's if, like five hundred thousand of those. Yeah, if one of us had to get some kind of green card or something, we could definitely. Oh, we could. We could fool some officers and say that we are in a relationship. Yeah, but then we'd have to cut all the time as I say I'm a flaming homosexual <laughs> and how much we both like the D, the USD. Um, but yeah, like I, shocking. So anyway, 
for the record, we are not a couple. We are platonic AF, other than apparently when we give each other fucking massages. Yeah, but that's still platonic. But still platonic, yeah. my friends. We are, you know, unfortunately, both of us mm-hmm. are very much attracted to Men. the male species. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. Um, unfortunately. Um, and also, guys, just a, also a public service announcement on top <laughs> of that. If you ever want to hear some very interesting and unique noises coming out of Rose, you just need to give her a calf massage. Well, that's not all you have to do. <laughs> <laughs> oh anyway, my god message to the one straight man listening out there <laughs> there are a few men that listen to the podcast oh lord roles. jesus anyways mm-hmm. they're probably all gay i'm lusting after you this is true well guys i'm single so and we're not dating we're not a thing yes this is we're ne- not you know, a thing this yeah. is not a thing we are platonic we never we never experimented in in, in university <laughs> or anything nothing's ever I happened mean, i'm more likely to make out with a woman than to make out with daniel i'll tell you that much not because he's not an attractive man, yeah. but because you know he's that would a just be weird. He's, he's a flaming homosexual. Exactly, I'm more likely to make out with a with <laughs> yes. no way with a with another, another woman, woman than for us to make exactly. out. Exactly. Yeah. So, anyways, glad it's out there now. You know, we're gonna pin this at the top of our Instagram. We are. Page. This is gonna be like a t- top top this story. This needs to be the top breaking news. Yes. So anyways, um, next story. Next story. So guys, we kind of talked about this in the last episode or maybe it was like two episodes ago. I mean, we talk about this all the time. Yeah. The epidemic of loneliness. Yeah. But now we're relating it to AI. But remember, we, we, we had that story about how um, AI was going to like take over on right. dating. Like dating the apps. apps. Yeah. So I guess, um, again, the US has announced... U.S. U.S. Surgeon General yeah. warns of loneliness epidemic. Oh, God damn, it's an epidemic now. It's no um, longer I mean, a pandemic. I got, that's a different pandemic. What, what would be worse, an epidemic or a pandemic? I, I don't it, know. I think a pandemic be worse. Oh, I don't know. Maybe epidemic is... I don't know, guys. It's anyway. Like, I don't know if... I don't know if you would call this like a pandemic. I don't know exactly. Mm. I don't know exactly the difference, but they always say epidemic when it comes to like obesity epidemic, the mm. the loneliness epidemic. They don't call it like the obesity pandemic. And you guys, it's sad. There's so many lonely <clears throat> people out yes. there. Yes. So they warn of loneliness epidemic and mm. some say that generative AI chat GPT Ooh. is the cure. Let's find out why. According to the formal advisory report released by the U.S. Department of Department of Health and Human Services entitled the Our Epidemic of Loneliness and Isolation. So they've like literally released this report. Yeah. It says that there are many things that are alarming about loneliness. The lack of social connection poses a significant risk for individual health and longevity. Loneliness and social isolation increase the risk of premature death by 26 death uh, 26 and 29% respectively. Yeah. Holy fuck. That's insane. So loneliness is 26%. Social isolation is 29. 30% higher. Yeah. That's insane. We literally cannot survive alone, right? Like that's, that's, you know, well known, but that we in modern day society, we seem to kind of ignore that fact. Mm. Anyways, lacking social connection can increase the risk for premature death as much as smoking. Yeah. Up to 15 cigarettes a day. (gasps) Yeah. What? Yeah. In addition, poor or insufficient social connection is associated with increased risk of disease, including 29% risk, uh, increased risk of heart disease and 32% increased risk of stroke. Furthermore, it is associated with increased risk of anxiety, depression, dementia. That, that makes sense. Which makes sense. Additionally, the lack of social <laughs> connection, additionally, the lack of social connection may increase susceptibility to viruses and respiratory illness. Yeah. What? <clears throat> Okay, like I knew it was bad, but I didn't realize it was that bad. So basically, it's really bad 
we're, you know, we're literally in this epidemic. Okay. And one aspect of loneliness that can seem confusing is that we can be lonely even when amongst other people. Yeah. Your first assumption might be that lonely person is someone that is not around other people uh, or that does not have other people within reach. Yeah. Not necessarily. You can be lonely uh, even if you are amongst other people. Yeah. Um, okay. So what? how does this tie to AI? Some okay, but again, this so that 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 study. So again, guys, let's just be really not cautious here. But the study was done on loneliness, right? So they're saying loneliness is an epidemic; it's happening. So some people are suggesting, although I don't believe that there's a study here to support this yet, but some people brazenly, oh, brazenly assert that the latest artificial intelligence, generative AI, such as the widely, um, widely known. Widely successful. Widely successful uh, chat GPT, which, you know, Rose showed me, which was fucking insane. (laughs) Could be. Could be a cure for loneliness. So the reason that they're saying this, but seeking to get people to interact with all other people is tricky and carries its own problematic issues. As stated earlier, which which we mentioned, um, you can interact with people and still be like feeling lonely. Um, The interaction has to be presumed presumably be meaningful and foster healthy outcomes. If the connections you have with people are empty, you know, or negative, then loneliness will become worse. What they're saying is the beauty of generative AI, some proclaim, consists of utilizing AI that will cheer you up and aid you in beneficially coping with your loneliness. The AI can be programmed to always look on the sunny side of life, like me. No, this, I okay, c- continue. <laughs> sunny side of life, like <laughs> yeah. like Daniel. Except when I'm hungover. <laughs> um, and furthermore, generative ch- AI chat uh, AI such as ChatGPT can be available to you 24 seven. You can access the generation, uh, the generative AI, the moment you feel a pang of loneliness. But like this, this no. seems fucked up to me. <laughs> I'm sorry. Who, who's writing this, and yeah. whose opinion is this? Exactly. Is it based on any science? I strongly do not. Agree. This is kind of like Mm -hmm. saying social media could help cure loneliness. Exactly. You know, this is not like maybe one day we'll get there. But I feel like right now where we are in our evolution is I don't believe that that is possible. Mm. AI cannot cure loneliness. But it's it's like it's like, you know, putting a bandaid on something. Exactly. It's like, okay, because essentially, like if you're using the AI from what I'm sound, but from the sounds of it to like, you know, create a more happy interaction or whatever, but it's still not a person that you're communicating with. And it's still via chat, right? Like it's not, you know, literally talking to a machine or it's like, you know what it kind of, this kind of reminds me of, do you remember in, in, I think it was in Japan, there was like a bunch of people that were like marrying those like hologram like women. And it was like these guys that like felt like they had this really, you know, deep connection with this, with this AI generated woman yeah, basically like a hologram a hologram that they like actually married and they would like have interactions with but at the end of the day it's like you're not actually um it's not real yeah and this actually scares me more than anything to be honest i mean i feel like it would get worse like you guys i don't know who's writing this <laughs> you want to get comfortable yeah but I, I don't i don't i don't agree with it i feel like it's like i mean i would like to see some research mm. uh but i think the the problem is, I believe that loneliness, the, the reason why we're having this epidemic, not just not just the only reason, but yeah. one of the reasons is this increase in technology, which causes people to not interact with other people and instead interact with machines. Yeah. That's why we have computers, internet, we're spending too much time on social media, yeah. all these things, and we are not interacting with other people. That's why even though we are so connected more than ever 
uh, virtually, yeah. we are still experiencing highest level of loneliness we have ever seen in our yeah. society. So how are we going to fix this situation that is somewhat caused by technology with more technology? It just it seems like a it seems like a, like you said it's a, it's a band aid first of all like it's not. But is it even a band aid? No, like, it's going to make it worse. I know. I feel like. Well, because it's like now you know the AI stuff you can like get AI generated. I saw this AI generated Coca Cola commercial the other day. Oh goddamn! I was like, it was insane. It was such an interesting commercial. But I was like, how the fuck is this? Like this is like this is gonna like guys i know we're on the precipice of this but like to digress like just a moment but like ai is gonna fuck up jobs oh god it's really scary yeah like i mean i'm talking marketing i'm talking finance i'm talking like i saw somebody on uh tiktok the other day that was like i'm an accountant and i have my own business and i'm using chat like not chat gpt but like some kind of ai she's like i just submit all my expenses and it does my tax return it like figures everything out. See, with something like that, I can get on board. I know. <laughs> but, but, but not having to do. Here's the thing. I've, I've been talking about this for the last few weeks because it's really concerning. I think we talked about it. In, in, did we talk about this in, in depth? Mm-hmm. But basically, my concern is that I think if we were to use technology and AI in a good way. Yeah. Okay. If human beings were actually decent <laughs> and we didn't live in this, you know, uh, late stage capitalist hellscape. Yeah. Then AI could be a great thing. Mm. As in, we could have more people freed up, less people constantly working, because all we do is work. Yeah. Okay. We're spending five out of the seven days a week working. Yeah. And the majority of those days working as well. So we're spending so much time working. And like I always say, most jobs are bullshit. Mm. I believe that we don't actually all have to be working because there isn't like we don't need to be constantly producing new things and constantly Mm. making new machines and all this stuff. Like we have enough. But because we have this society where in order to survive, we have to make money by working because we don't have a social safety net that's going to give us, you know, a certain quality of life unless we work our fucking asses off. Exactly. But then now we have this introduction of ai which is you know going to eliminate however many jobs yeah not in every sector but even if for example like we were talking to one of our friends and in in this space like in the tech space instead of having maybe 10 people on their team now Mm. they can have one or two people and ai and that's going to be maybe even more efficient than they had with 10 people yeah which you know would be great if those you know eight people that get laid off could just you know I don't know, like they don't have to be working as much, but because we don't have any sort of, you know, universal basic income, social safety, like there's no, like there's no place where we don't have to work. You know what the issue is though with that Rose is like going back to that example of like you, let's say you have 10 people doing a job. Now you only need two and, and, and AI can take the, um, can take over those eight people get laid off, right? They have to claim unemployment. Then they have to like, whatever they become a burden on taxpayers or whatever. Not, I don't want to say a burden, but, um, but that, revenue that's saved or yeah. that, that revenue that's saved because they don't have to pay those wages anymore. That's going to go to it the doesn't, top. It doesn't go to, it doesn't get distributed, right? It gets, that's what I mean. It goes up. That's the problem. Yeah. So because we don't have a, because our system simply keeps putting more money to the top yeah. and giving all the CEOs and all these people, the shareholders, all the money, the money. Yeah, you're right. Exactly. That's the problem. The money that's saved from not having those people is not getting distributed, no. but now it's just going to the same people in that company that made those layoffs in the first place. Exactly. So that's the issue. It's like, it, and then all these people are going to be laid off. And again, yeah, you're right. Like, because, and, and again, these companies are not even paying enough taxes. So yeah. my belief is that they should be taxed like fucking tax the rich, <laughs> <laughs> fucking tax the rich. Okay. God damn Rose, but you hung over. I'm just pissed. I know. Like, what's going on? Like, it's 
what's what kills me is that all these billionaires that keep working and making more and more billions and they keep hoarding more and more money it's insane for what exactly for what so they can fucking sit and tweet all day about dumb shit like yeah Go retire. Like you cannot possibly spend hundreds of millions of dollars, let alone billions yeah. in your lifetime, even if you wanted to. That's why they do stupid shit by dumb shit. Like wealth is wasted on the rich. Is that what they say? Mm. Like it is wasted because you are wasting your money on the dumbest shit. Yeah. When people are out there fucking not being able to afford groceries mm. and now people are getting laid off and it's just fucked. Daniel had to go and do some business. That's going to be cut out. <laughs> Um, well, we have to say it we just abruptly ended and I can't remember what we were talking about. That's true. And Rose was on a really good... Um, I know. I was on a For rant. a change. A really good <gasps> idea, you know? Um, I was on a rant. That will also anyway, be cut guys. out. <laughs> so more of the story is... Um, don't drink. <laughs> don't drink. Yeah. And also, we fucked. I know. I... I we were talking about like jobs yes. and like the how the the cost savings that happens it goes up to the top basically. Yes. And I I do feel very concerned about this like in a sense that, you know, as cuz the unfortunate thing guys is like, you know, it's great that we can, you know, two people have to do it can do a job that took 10 before. Yeah, That's but increased now, efficiency, exactly. efficiency, right? But at the same time it's like but the rest of the society is not reaping those benefits. A select few are. Exactly. So like the more we get chat GPT and like, you know, even for marketing, I told you I saw that Coca-Cola ad. It was phenomenal. It was like this art gallery yeah. and the Coca-Cola like it was all 3D that looked almost real. I was like this is fucking crazy. So basically, the thing that took millions of dollars and probably like hundreds of people to make, mm-hmm. which is a commercial, mm-hmm. can now be made with a robot. Yeah. With AI. Yes. You can just type in what this kind of commercial you want. So that's, we're talking about hundreds of jobs. Yeah. And again, it's like. <laughs> Even movies. Think about the movie industry. Exactly. Like we, this is like, and again, it would be great if that means less people have to work all the time mm. or if we can work three days a week instead of five. Yeah. Like you know? even, even think about like Rose, like let's take it a step further and think about <laughs> YouTube. Yeah. God damn, yep. you could, you know what? I mean, I mean, this might be an efficient way of working, but maybe in the future you can have a recipe idea, Yeah. type it up, and then AI will generate a video for you. Oh, God damn. And then use my face yeah. and everything. And it'll be you talking and doing, presenting the video yeah. and cooking. I mean, that would be great for me. Yeah. because For someone like me, yeah. it would be very beneficial. Because like self-employed. I'm, I'm self-employed. Yeah. I'm not, you know, some giant, you know, I don't know, like Walmart corporation, whatever the fuck. Right. Okay. Yeah. But um, yeah, for, you know, in a, in a world where we are all expected to have jobs, yeah. this is the problem because now it's like we have to keep creating more and more jobs, mm-hmm. even though it's like, well, this was also this, the problem with, you know, when we were talking about like a few years ago when, you know, self-checkout came out, for example, yeah, that cut lots of jobs. Yep. But then it's like, again, who's reaping the benefits of not having self-check or having self-checkout? It's not the regular people that it's are losing the, the jobs. It's not the customers. It's the... It's whoever owns the corporation. The shareholders. Exactly. So then what happens to all the people that lose their jobs? Now they have to find other jobs in a society where there's less Less jobs. jobs. And yet everything's getting more expensive. Yeah. Um, The rich are getting richer and uh, people are fucked up. Yep. Yeah. (laughs) I think, I think, I think uh, we, we talked about this before, but I I really do feel like it's happening. It hasn't fully happened yet. But, you know, we mentioned about having like some sort of like 
revolution. You know what right. I mean? And I do feel like and it's coming. Yeah. I feel like it, essentially, guys, and mark my words, like let's let's take a snippet of this podcast. <laughs> and I really do feel like, you know, especially as this continues to happen, right? So you have AI taking jobs, you have corporations making these massive cuts and doing all these yeah. things to again generate returns for shareholders. So you have a you're gonna get a larger and larger portion of society that are gonna get disgruntled, right? Yes. And they're gonna be like, you know, all these people that lost their jobs, and then the CEO of these big companies is making forty million a year. Yeah, they're just like, well, what the fuck? You know what I mean? Like, and and people are really starting to get more disgruntled about this stuff. Yeah, and I do feel like, especially as it starts to impact more and more people, like including myself, you, mm. other people, it's gonna start something. You like think it so? will. Yeah, it has to because you know, at the end of the day, um. It's like the French Revolution, guys. You know, they, you had the aristocrats. <laughs> right. Unfortunately, it got back to exactly where it was. But it, yeah. it, back then, there was a, a much larger divide, right? You had like exactly. the aristocrats and you had the poor people, basically. Like that's yes. that's it. There was no in, the, in between. We're the in between right now. Right. But the in between right now is getting squeezed out. Sure. Whatever way you want to look at it, either they're making themselves wealthier somehow or they can. Yeah. Or they're getting squeezed into poverty because of rising costs. Like, I'm sorry, but like if inflation is 8, 10%, per year and your raise is only two like you are losing money every single year mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that's not sustainable god damn daniel i know so w- when we when will be the revolution god damn, I don't know. should we start the revolution Mm-mm, i'm not ready you're not ready for the revolution Mm-mm. i i hope i mean i almost hope there's a revolution but also like what the fuck's gonna happen yeah i don't know so anyway AI. We're too distracted, you know. We gotta. That's the thing. They keep us distracted. They keep us on the wheel. They keep yep. us busy, working, working, working. So when are we going to have time to get together for a revolution? Well, if we all lose jobs to AI and shit, <laughs> there's gonna be a lot of people that have a lot of time on their hands. Oh, God damn, Daniel. Mm-hmm. Be scary as all hell. Okay, guys. Next story of the Doom and Gloom podcast. God damn. Okay, so we got. Okay, we got we got some news from the Mormon Church. God Dang. You be a Mormon? No, but I know a f- I know a Mormon. You know a Mormon. <coughs> How be that Mormon? <laughs> and no comment. Um, <laughs> but interestingly, I didn't realize this in the Mormon faith. But yeah. if you're part of the Mormon Church, um, basically, like let's say we were part of the Mormon Church, you have to like um, contribute a certain percentage of your income to the church. Of course you do. And it's like quite a bit. I think it's like mandatory minimum is like I don't know, guys. I think it's like ten percent. I or mean, something. let's face it, religion. Guys, if you believe in religion, if you believe in something, it's not like I'm not talking about you. Yeah. But these religious organizations. Organized religion. Organized religion. If you believe whatever you believe, okay, that's fine. But these organized religious organizations Mm. are money making machines. They are. And this leads to the story of today. So this Mormon who left Wall Street to work for charity blows the whistle on what he said is his church's and I don't clandestine clandestine hedge what's fund clandestine I know that's I don't actually know what that word can you can you Google damn, that maybe that we should nari we're university graduates Daniel we should be ashamed of ourselves oh here we go oh You're going to love this article. You're going to love it. Every religion has its mysteries. One of the closest guarded guarded secrets of the Church of the uh, Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints has been its wealth. Okay, pause. Clandestine means kept secret or done secretively. Ah, okay. Okay, we learned a new word, guys. And they're saying that this church, Uh the Mormon Church, has like I guess a large hedge fund. Um, uh, super large during his past nine years, managing money at the church firm, the value of its investments ballooned past a hundred billion dollars. No, no, no. 
And these people are not paying taxes nope. because when religious organizations do not pay taxes, which is fucked up. Like it's fucked. So apparently, so this whistleblower, guys, again, uh-huh. this is, there's more. hundred billion dollars. It's insane. He says that would make it the largest treasure held by any religious fund in America. But instead of spending the money to do good, which is what they're supposed to be doing, um, the whistleblower alleges it was used in ways that bent the law and ultimately broke his faith. I thought I was going to work for a charity. I thought that's what my skills were going to do was help build the charity and do good things. And the funds were never used for that. It was really a clandestine, like a secretive hedge fund. Wow. So he's blowing the whistle. Now he no longer a Mormon faith. So he says he's questioned like, why is this? Why is he considering it a clandestine hedge fund? And again, he just says, he reiterates, like, those funds weren't used the way they were appropriate, like, supposed to be used, basically. Yeah, which, again, this should surprise no one. Mm-hmm. This happens all the time, not just in the Mormon church, but also in, for example, the Christian churches. This is why you have those mega, mega wealthy pastors yeah. that will, like, the televangelists that literally are probably, like, multi, multi, yes, yeah. exactly, millionaires. It's the guy with the, like, that guy with the crazy eyes. Yes, you know, and they all look motherfucking like, crazy. Yeah. And they are so loaded it's so it's unbelievable that this is continuously happening yeah. and like no one's doing anything you know about what it. What gets me about all this though is how they're exempt from tax. Like I know. I think it's cuz you're supposed to separate religious faith from government. From government? Yeah. But then if you're making so much money, yeah. There should be some some I don't know what, but there should be something that prohibits someone from becoming so wealthy. Yeah. And not paying taxes. Well, exactly. And also, there should be stipulations. I think I think what, what, what would work here, like, I mean, again, I guys, I'm not a lawmaker or anything like this or a policymaker, obviously. Um, <laughs> but like, you know, <clears throat> just reading this article and listening to what this guy is saying about how, you know, they've amassed this massive wealth. The funds aren't used, but they're supposed to be used. Like, maybe the government could have in place, like, you know, a certain uh, amount of, like, funds needs to be used mm. for charity or for, you know, right. certain... Um, charitable things otherwise you get taxed right so it shouldn't be like this opportunity to amass a hundred billion dollars not pay tax on it It should be an opportunity to say hey you guys are getting earning a lot of money Mm -hmm. you have to put x percentage whatever it might be whatever the magic number is um into the community into you know your Mm -hmm. your charitable organization because charities also don't pay tax from my understanding i think that's what it is or maybe that's what it is maybe because like a church is supposed to be a charity i don't know Maybe they pay a little bit. I, I don't. don't know. I don't know, guys. <laughs> Clearly, but I know, we know, I know a lot I know, about this. I know, but I know churches don't like religi- do religious, not. religious, um, like that pastor. With but then the crazy my question eyes. is: so, like, let's say the church itself doesn't pay tax, but then do they pay? Obviously, it's probably seen as I don't know, religious organization, charitable, whatever yeah. it is. And then the people that work at the church, like a pastor, do they take some kind of income? And then is that income taxed? That's a good question. I think it probably would be. Because it would be considered income to that person. Let me let me Google. But maybe maybe can. they don't have to pay tax. Maybe they're tax exempt. Can you imagine? Fucking I mean, hell. Guys, Jesus did not want this, okay? I know. Like, no. How are televangelists so wealthy? <laughs> All right, so it says this. The church itself is a non-taxable entity. Religious officiants, including televangelists, pay taxes on their income. There are special rules, but they do pay taxes. In fact, they're considered self-employed. Therefore, they pay the employer's portion of the whatever taxes. Like that being said, 
Televangelists are a different breed because of the tax-free status of churches. They can travel the world first class on church assets and live in the church-owned mega mansions. While they're often paid handsomely, a lot of the compensation is in the form of these perks. For example, a few years ago, the whatever pastor asked his flock to buy him a $65 million Gulfstream G60 jet, okay, for church business. So, so that's how they're able to, even though they take an income and they mm. pro- they do have to pay income tax, mm. everything they do is under the church. Yeah. And apparently Jesus wants him to live in a mega mansion. <clears throat> I mean, and people are just, just fucking eating it up. Eating it up. That's know, what's this insane. Is, this is what blows my mind. If like the church or the people that are part of the church are like living in like multi-million dollar mansions, doing all this shit. And I'm just like. God, this they is eat so up. fucked up because they're basically making the money literally through donations only. So imagine like we're talking <laughs> hundreds of millions, if not billions in donations yeah. from people well, that like, think that this is real. Like I said, uh, if you are part of the Mormon faith and you are part of a church, um, it is required by the church that you need to contribute. And again, guys, don't quote me on this. I think how much Google of it. Income? Google um, how, much income, how much income how much income Mormons need to pay the church. I think it's 10%, but that's minimum. What? Uh, that's minimum. Yeah, it says each person gives 10% yeah. of their income. And that's minimum. Some do more. So the, the, 10%, guys. Yeah, so the girl that I met that was Mormon, um, lovely girl, uh, you know, um, she mentioned that her dad is a teacher at the board of education and her mom, I can't remember what her mom does. I think maybe she was a teacher as well. Right. So like they are both contributing 10% of their income to the church. So does that mean they get like a place in the kingdom of heaven or something? It's like buying your place. In, in oh kingdom, my God. You know, you guys, I'm telling you the biggest scam that we've ever been told is organized religion. Yes. I know. It, it just like, it's I, just baffling. Again, I don't blame people for wanting to believe in something. Yes. Because, you know, obviously, but like, that's d- what people are taking advantage exactly. of. Exactly. Because, like, death is scary, right? Like, it's like you're just yes. gone. So, like, it kind of gives you, you know, and when things happen in, in life, you're like, oh, you you're know. looking so, for an explanation. Exactly. Because some things are very, very weird, you know? So, it kind of gives people that, that outlook, which I think is fair and, and fine. Mm. What, it pro- what the problem is, is there's people that prey on that. Tons of people, institutions that prey on that and institutions, which, you know, I'm honestly shocked, like that these institutions are still around some of them. Like even I'm shocked that there's so much still like, look at, look at what happened just in Canada, for example, with the, with the, um, with the, uh, what do they call them? Uh, fuck, what were those (laughs) residential schools? Right. Where they like basically stripped like the, um, native American or Aboriginal people from their homes, the kids to like westernize them in these schools all under the guise of like this is something that the church's faith is doing or like you know those mission trips to like Africa and stuff you know like to different countries in Africa and it's like I think that there are some good things that they're doing like providing like maybe drinking water and doing things like that but it's all under this guise like you have to start going to the church you have to believe in this like it's just I know it's icky and is it really philanthropy when you are doing it under the condition that this person is now going to be believing in or going to church? Not really. And also question, I know these more, you know, we've, oh no, you haven't seen Book of Mormon. I haven't, no. Oh God, it's so good. Anyways, so basically these people, um, these Mormons, they go on these mission trips, right? Mm. And not just Mormons, but I think, I don't know, Christians do it as well. Yeah. 
which I've always found very icky because they always go to these like poor countries where yeah. people are like desperate for food and medical care. And they and, bring them food and medical care. And, and with the guys that, oh, we're just being, you know, like Philan- charitable. Yeah. yeah we're, it's just philanthropy. But really, they're trying to indoctrinate these people yeah. that may also not have, you know, maybe proper education and, you know, whatever. Right. It's bad. And then you indoctrinate them. And then my question is, if the Mormon people have to pay 10% to the church, do the people even living in these um, unfortunate situations, do they also have to pay 10%? I don't know. I don't know how that works. Oh, God. But it's it, again, it's like like looking at, again, the church in Canada with the residential schools and stuff. Like if that had been any other institution. Right. It wouldn't be around today or there would be massive lawsuits. This and is true. All sorts of things. Like it's just shocking, but they're able and like, you know, know, think think about in the States, there's so many scandals where um, you know, I can't remember what the movie was, but they 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 did this movie um and it was highlighting about child abuse. Yeah, about all the yeah. child abuse that happens in the churches. And it's like Which happens yet, all the time. Yet these institutions are still around. And you know what the worst yeah. part is? I Not watched, just still around, but they're still like thriving. Thriving. I yeah. think they are slowly they're there's declining. less and less people. Yeah. As people get more educated, unfortunately, that is literally like a, there's a very strong correlation. Correlation, yeah. Okay, um, but there's still it's still strong enough that it's still going. Yeah, and it just blows my mind. Apparently, has a hundred billion dollars worth of hedge funds. Yeah, which is absolute insanity. I didn't even know the Mormon. I didn't even know it was that big. Exactly. One, I, I just think to myself, I'm like, they shouldn't be allowed. Like, this is a yeah. charity. Like, the charity, it, it if it's not using its funds for charitable things, mm. then it should be taxed. Yeah. Like, because then it becomes, no longer is a charity, it becomes a, actually a company. But then again, it's that whole separation <clears throat> of church and state. Oh, it's so stupid. <laughs> so fucking stupid, guys. Uh. It's so dumb. Um, yeah. But yeah, so there you go. Biggest scam of life. Uh, organized religion, religious, uh, organized religions taking money from vulnerable people that just want to believe in something. Yeah. And the last story we're going to leave you guys with, it's a short, little short, sweet one. <laughs> Vice Media Group. We all know Vice, yes. right? Yes. I was shocked when I read Fi- this. Files for bankruptcy protection. So are they, so they're closing. So Vice Media Group, popular for websites such as Vice and Motherboard, filed for bankruptcy protection on Monday to engineer its sale to a group of lenders, capping years of financial difficulties and top executive departures. Vice said that the... Anyway, so basically... They're going out of business. Well, it sounds like they're being bought. and Are they being bought? Filed well, for bankruptcy, okay. engineer its sale to a group of lenders. <clears throat> so they're trying to... I don't know. So... And, Mm-hmm. And I guess they've just been having years of financial difficulty, which shocks me because they're huge. They're huge, but also like, how do they make money? Advertising. But I guess it's not enough money. I don't know. No one making enough money, you know. You know, prof- <laughs> profits got to keep growing, Rose. Got to everything got to grow infinitely. I mean, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I guess I, I I don't I don't know anything about Vice. I just know they make some you know documentaries and shit yeah and content there's loads yeah. of content i do like their content they're a little yeah. bit i feel like they they have relatively higher quality content it's definitely like better than buzzfeed for example oh, yeah. um i feel like it's a little bit more thought through yeah so i guess that's maybe that was the issue this is the thing like buzzfeed isn't filing for bankruptcy yeah you know but they're also kind of like a content cow they're just like constantly making content i know buzzfeed is insane it's a bit crazy but yeah. that's maybe that's what you have to do to stay afloat in this business oh god damn you know you Rose. can't just be like let's make some really thought provoking think pieces that will get people talking yeah but like won't pay the bills yeah god damn 
this fucking late stage capitalist hellscape that oh, we're in. God damn, <laughs> guys. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm freaking out. So, and let's see. So the bankruptcy filing comes amid a challenging period for several technology. So it could also be linked to tech companies, whatever, yeah, yeah. Um, and media companies as they resort to downsizing in recent months due to turbulent economy and weak advertising market. Okay. So that's, again, it's all probably linked. Yeah. You're right. Advertising, maybe because all, you know, tech is going insane and everyone's like freaking out about the economy. The advertising dollars are just not there. No. So that if they're, if that's the majority of your income, that's mm. gonna be very difficult. So, so um, it says Vice was among a group of fast rising digital media ventures that once commanded rich valuations as they courted millennial audiences. Yep. It rose to prominence alongside its co-founder, Shane Smith, who built his media empire from a single Canadian magazine in Montreal. Oh, from a Canadian. It's from a Canadian. God damn. Be a Canadian sweetheart. God damn. But apparently it'd be going damn. So mm-hmm. then, um, oh, it says, last month, BuzzFeed Inc. said it would shutter its news division, which was renowned for its irreverent and probing coverage, but mm. ultimately succumbed to the challenges of its digital first business model. So yeah. basically right now, everything's fucked. Yeah. All these companies are going under. Oh, They're God. laying off employees. Yep. All this tech shit is like, I don't know what's happening. I guess we were in this tech bubble before where we were, you know. That's what they're saying. Yeah, we, we thought it was just like, you know, always going to be growing and all this stuff. And now it's just bursting. Mm. Bursting at the seams, Lord Rose. Jesus, guys. Doesn't like all this stuff just makes me tired. It makes me want to just move to the countryside. And start your um, animal just, rescue. Well, you know, I proposed that we start a vegan commune. Yeah. <laughs> Where we rescue animals. We did mention this to our friend actually in Vancouver. Yes. And, and he, he was on board. It. He was like, I'm fully on board. Yeah. Okay. So I'm thinking, you know, we just, we get a piece of land. Mm. Okay. Maybe not too far. I still want to be close to, you know, things or get, you know, some properties, whatever. Yeah. And, you know, you can either live in your own home or you can have roommates. Mm. And, but then it ha- it has like a community feel where we all know each other. It's almost like a little town. I love it. And then we rescue animals. I love it. And we take turns taking I love care of it. animals. We, we support each other. I love it. <laughs> we, you know, have group dinners together. I love where it. Where each household, <laughs> you know, helps prepare a dinner each night of the week. So we mm. all gather. So guys, what do you, what do you think? I mean, Will you be part guys, of Rose's commune? I, it's the more I talk about it, the more magical it sounds. God damn, it sounds like a euphoric place, Rose. It's, <laughs> it sounds like utopia. It does, except I'll be there with you. No. <laughs> Just kidding, guys. It's like that thing that we I, that I still always talk about, which mm. is that Danish uh, community model, mm. where basically, again, people live in these communities where you know people have their own homes. Okay, it's not like you have you have to all live together in like a small house. Yeah. I mean, you can if that's what you wanted. Yeah. But everyone has their own homes. There's people that are single. There's people that are married. There's families. There's older people, younger people, different types of people. Mm. But then they kind of like live in this community together and then they kind of like all know each other. And then, you know, every evening or maybe it's once a week, I don't know. They have like a really big dinner together. Yeah. That's so cute. It's so nice. That is really cute. That would be, that would solve loneliness. There we go. There we go guys. And on that positive note, guys, (laughs) thank you so much. Daniel needs to get the fuck out of here. I want to go lay down and (laughs) and rest a little bit before we have to record again. Um, guys, on that I'm glad you're having such a good time, Daniel. I know. I'm just loving, I'm loving life <laughs> right, right guys, now, guys. So make sure you check out our Patreon. Once again, mm. it is patreon.com slash the savage podcast. Once yep. again, we will be talking about the things we have had it with when it comes to dating. Dating. 
Ooh, in the juicy. in 2023 motherfuckers so check that out patreon.com slash the savage podcast it is as little as only three dollars a month yep very cheap yep. and also check out our trips to thailand and bali once again the links are in the show notes so if you want to sign up book now mm-hmm. otherwise you might lose your space exactly. space and God, guys I, talk. I know well come on rose get, get it together over there Damn, uh, only one of us is hung over oh, um Basically, guys, if you're watching this video on YouTube, don't forget to hit subscribe. Hit that, give that video a thumbs up. Show us some love in the comment section below and click follow on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on and give us a rating. Guys. Yes. Thank you five so stars. much for five stars, guys. Mm. Thank you so much for listening and we'll talk to you guys next week. Talk to you guys next Bye. week, guys. Bye. Bye.